Your Locked On Maple Leafs. Your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating or review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. And to join me today on the show, we have a very special guest being joined by Giuseppe Opus. Opadisano, sorry about that, pal, but uh, big time fan of him on TikTok. At that Leafs fan on TikTok, if you're not following him and you're a Leafs fan, what are you doing with your life? The guy's almost up to 350,000 followers on Instagram or on TikTok. Massive sensation um, and an absolutely hilarious human being as well. So I thought, let's get this man on to chat some Leafs with us. Giuseppe, how's it going, buddy? How's it going, my man? Thank you for having me. No, thank you, uh, thank you for joining. Uh, you know, you're you're a pretty busy guy. You're, it seems like you're busting out a few TikTok videos a day. Yeah, I uh, gotta make myself uh, kind of like a schedule to post like three, four a day and and stream as well. Keep on the grind. Yeah, trying exactly. to make a dream happen. Hey, man, it's it's working for you, buddy. It's working for you. I saw you were on TSN the other day with Melissa Roberto. Um, you know, so I. I it's working, man. Whatever you're doing is working. <laughs> Before we get into, I guess, like the leaves, I do want to ask a little bit about, you know, like how you kind of got started with this whole TikTok thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it all started, it sounds funny, but last 2019, October 25th, I was actually at my dad's house. And uh, my friend had been like telling me that, oh, like, you know, like TikTok and stuff, you know, like you should try it out, you know, see what happens. So like one day I just decided, I'm like, screw it. I'm going to make a video. And uh, I just enjoyed it. Posted the first one. I got like a couple of views. And I was like, oh, okay, this can be fun. Um, first few weeks, I wasn't really sure what I was doing. I was figuring out the app. Like it wasn't even hockey related. It was just kind of trying to make like comedy and stuff like that. And then uh, I started posting uh, some hockey videos because I just, well, obviously I have a pretty diehard love for the Leafs. And uh, it turned it turned out to go like pretty good so I stuck with it and uh just started posting anywhere from like four to eight videos a day for a bit over a year now and luckily been blessed with a whole bunch of awesome support from a lot of people and yeah just trying to make a dream come true what's been what's been your favorite video that you've done so far my favorite I I know I have a couple favorites but I'm curious what yours are I'll tell you mine in in a moment but carry about yourself um I'll be honest, I don't, I've, I've posted so many that it's hard to pinpoint. Um, so I love your, when you do those sea shanty videos. There once was a kid who loved hockey. His favorite team was the Maple Leafs. He's been a fan for 16 years, but now has PTSD. One day we'll win the cup to forget the times we've always sucked. But for now, we hope and dream just to get past the first round. We always say this is our year, but the end result leaves us in tears. After all, it's been over 50 years, but us Leaf fans are still here. 
One day we'll win the cup to forget the times we've always sucked. But for now we hope and dream just to get past the first round. Mm-hmm. Like the, those, ones, to... those ones get me. I always get a good chuckle out of those ones. Are we, should we be expecting another one at some point here throughout the playoffs? Well, I did uh, kind of come to terms with the people of TikTok that they wanted to see a video. So if the Leafs do win uh, the round against the Habs, I will definitely, I've never done it before. I've never really shot a music video or anything like that. No way. Um, but I would love to, you know, explore the possibilities of maybe making that into like a legit anthem for the Leafs and hopefully something that uh, we'll be able to laugh at. Because I and a couple times in the song, I mentioned how like, you know, everyone's talking about the cup. I just want to see a round right now. So <laughs> I know. You know, hopefully. Uh, yeah, but I would say it's, it's definitely um, that one was fun. Um, I just... Um, I just try to like, you know, like there's a bunch of news stories that go on in the NHL and even like being from like Canada, you know, like I know the the market for hockey compared to a lot of other um, like sports, like at, let's say NBA or NFL, it's not as big, but the the fans that are there are like extremely passionate, like extremely. Yeah. Um, so I just, um, I just kind of like, I'm trying to like make, um, I just kind of like want to try to be the like the face of like hockey fans, you know, like the show, like, you know, like there's a lot to see in the sport, lots of room for growth. And um, yeah, just trying to pass on like good vibes too, you know? So I think you're, you're getting in at the right time too, right? Cause now you look at the TV deals that were just done down the States. You hope that that helps grow the game. And if you are already kind of establishing yourself as like the voice of, of, you know, a, a hockey fan, a voice that people want to go and listen to, on on a place like TikTok, which is just keeps growing and growing. It's absolutely massive at this point. You know, you could pick up a whole new fan base once, you know, ESPN and TNT start airing games and, and getting, you know, a lot of the Americans in on it. So, you know, you're starting at, at a perfect time to really build out your brand. So that's, it's really good timing for you. Um, so the funny thing though about yourself is you're massive Leafs fan, uh, you know, diehard Leafs fan. Do you live in Montreal? Yeah. How does that come about? Well, for starters, uh, so my dad, I pretty much when I was younger um, in my house, uh, my dad was like, he is a huge hockey fan. And we would always watch um, like Toronto, Montreal, like as like a family kind of thing. And like my sister was with my mom cheering for the Habs. I was like, you know, let's even it out. Let me just, I got four years old. I'm like, oh, I like Matt Sundin. Like, let's. I like the style, so let's just kind of start cheering for them. And then, what do you know, like a couple games later, like my emotions relied on like how the team was doing. And I was like, okay, I think I like this team a lot. So, and um, yeah, no, it's definitely been interesting. But you know, the, the cool thing about, I think that's what it'll make it that much more special if the Leafs can pull it off against the Habs is that like, let's be honest here, like there hasn't been... no much to celebrate about here in Leafs Nation over the like the like the last two decades even so but like we're all still here like stronger than ever it's crazy and um it's also like it gave me like I even mentioned it on the TSM thing like you know it made me like get my like thick skin kind of thing to like be a Leafs fan here but um yeah I just love the I love the loyalty of the fans you know it's it's so insane how 
like it's literally been growing despite the team just downward trending over the last like many years um so like it's the story i'm telling you if and hopefully when the leafs get through the habs i'll you'll probably see a man cry and that'll be me like i'll i'll, I'll have like i'm go i almost cried yesterday when i like i was picturing in my head already like we're one shot away like oh my god but uh you know it's the leafs they gotta add some pizzazz to it so the game six should be nice tomorrow yeah i'm i'm, I'm convinced that galchenyuk is a double agent uh, that that's uh, what i'm convinced of <laughs> he's he's played great i, I thought you know, like, like I said, it was it was too good to be true. If the Leafs would have won that last night, it, it was too good. They had to make it spicier than that. So, well, you know. know what? What what I'm what I said in in my podcast yesterday was like the the silver lining is that you know it goes to a game six, which means for the first time since March of 2020, there's going to be fans in the building in Montreal, um, and fans in in any NHL building um, up here in Canada. So, you know. As a silver lining, as as a hockey fan, first and foremost, I, I think that's pretty cool, and, and that's going to be awesome. a, you know a monumentous, uh, monumental game um, that's going to really be something really cool for the Leafs and, and Canadians to play. You know, you, you living in Montreal will get kind of more of more of a, an understanding of the buzz in the city about that being the case, about people being able to go in the into the stands. You know, so what what's the buzz like in Montreal heading into Game Six? I mean, like, I think what many people, like, fail to realize is that, like, the Leafs and the Habs were there, like, practically before the NHL. Like, you know, like, they're, they're, the rivalry goes back years, like, like a century, legit. It's been over, like, a century that this, these teams have been going at it. So, like, I think even, like, for the sport, you know, like, obviously, I want the Leafs to win. All the Habs fans here want the Habs to win and all that. But it's just, like... It's just, especially now with this like year that's gone by with all, you know, like the global pandemic that's been going around, it's been hitting many people in different ways. But I think it's finally at least, you know, like obviously there's like the good, the good like, um, like banter between teams. But like, I think people are just happy that like, you know, like it's competitive. We're going to get to like take a couple hours out of our day to like, you know, whether you watch from your home or even the people who get the chance to actually go to the arena. Um, it's, uh, it's definitely like, as like you said, like as a hockey fan, it's, it's amazing to see like, you know, like it's a, it's kind of like a, a sigh of relief. It's like, finally, we're going to get people in the arena. Like you're going to, it's not going to just be the automated woo sound that they've been playing. Like it's going to be real people. And I guarantee you, it might not be a lot of people, two and a half thousand. Um, but that arena is probably going to be loud as hell on that game. It's not, pro- it will be. Even with two and a half thousand, it'll sound like twenty thousand. You know, so well, Mon- Montreal is a loud, a loud building regularly. Oh my god! So I couldn't insane. imagine what it's going to be like fifteen months after being locked out. You know, but the other thing too, like Leafs fans travel well. I'd be curious <laughs> to see how many Leafs fans find their way into those into that build. Did you see how much those tickets are going for? Oh my god! Up around like dude, like fifteen hundred for the cheapest seat, like up in the bleed nosebleeds, you're paying fifteen hundred bucks. But I mean, money talks. There's a lot of rich Leaf fans, like from downtown Toronto, who probably wouldn't mind taking the taking a quick trip up to Montreal. I'm gonna be curious to see what the split's gonna be like for that game. I I was actually talking about it to my dad because I have no idea. I was wondering if because there's so few people, if they're even going to allow Leaf fans in there. Like, I'm I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, like, because there's like two and a half thousand, like, especially with like having the home ice for that game, 
I'm, I'd be interested to see like if if you're the if it's like actually like a prerequisite. It wouldn't shock me to be honest that like they just allow. First off, they're probably handing them off to like season ticket holders for the most part. But like, I you know what? If I see any Leaf fans, now, I'll be buzzing. But I in my mind, like I'm just getting ready to that all those fans are going to be Hab fans. Uh, it wouldn't shock me, but. We'll the other thing is, like, like, I took a peek, and there are tickets available on, like, StubHub and SeatGeek and, like, all those other, you know, ticket sites and stuff. So, I mean, all it takes is is to pay the money to go and see it, right? So, sure. it, you know, these – you're right. I think they are giving it to season ticket owners. But a lot of these season ticket owners use this as, like, a business, right, where they sell off the big tickets that are going to go for big money. And there's no bigger game that's going to fetch you bigger money than game six. The first game back, it's a playoff game. It's do or die could possibly be the final game of the year for Montreal. Um, so it's, you know, whoever coughs up the most dough is, is going to be able to, to get in the building. I was thinking like, Hey, you, you got to convince TikTok to get you sent to the game. Go in there and troll the Canadians fans. <laughs> oh, I would. That's the thing. I wouldn't even go. Like I would, you know how like, the arena, like, it would be, like, relatively quiet, right, if there's no one there. Like, you'd see, like, if the Leaf fans would score and I would actually be at that game, I wouldn't be shocked if, like, you would hear my screams on TV. Like, I would be yelling <laughs> at that game 100%. Man, I was thinking about it, like, like obviously, like, out of my own pocket, like, $1,000 for a game, like, that's insane. But I, I don't even know who to get in contact with to get, like, a pair of tickets like that. But, I mean, hey, if there's, if there's a way that I can somehow find my way into this, the Bell Center on Saturday, cancel my plans. Like, I'll even live stream my Twitch, like, from over there, like, I, just on my phone. But I would be a – that would be something else, man. Can you imagine? That'd be, that'd be unreal if you can end up scheming your way into getting onto it. I'm telling you, man, you should message TikTok. I mean, you, you make them a lot of money, I'm sure. I bet the, the, la- the least they could do for you is get you a pair of tickets to that game. Um, in conversation with Giuseppe Opadisano, hopefully I didn't screw it up that time, at that least fan on TikTok, uh, big-time TikTok star. Definitely go check him out. Um, so let's chat a little bit about the series so far. Um, just want to get your thoughts on a whole, how this has been for you, how you thought the Leafs had performed. Um, I'll be honest with you, like, the only thing, like, the only seed of doubt I've had in this series has nothing to do with the Leafs this year. It's really insane, but, like, I realized every time I stressed out about this Leafs winning this series, it always had to do with all but last year or five years ago. It's like, it has nothing to do with the team that's on the ice right now, Yeah, because, other, on, I thought last game was definitely their worst game of the series, hands down. Um, like, as a whole, like, obviously, they, they mounted a good comeback, but I think that was probably, like, their worst game. And also credit to the Habs. They, they played hard. They came out early, got pucks on that, found a way to get a lead. And then, obviously, you have, like, Carey Price in that. You know, like, it's definitely a, a nice boost of confidence for to have a lead with him in that. But um, I've been happy with the way they've played, you know, especially – um it's the first time first off that the Leafs are not the underdog like um I'm very impressed at um you know like they they won three in a row and it besides the third period of game three I thought they were pretty secure wins like they played responsibly in their own zone uh everyone was working hard um 
I'll, I'll, I will say the one thing that did bother me about the Leafs, and it bothered me because they pass the puck so much, but they fail to get like, they're trying to get like top 10 TSN goals yeah. instead of just like, you saw yesterday, like the two goals that went in, I reacted late because I'm like, are they in? that went in? Like, really? And I saw, and, I, and it made me realize it's like, just get the puck on net. That's it. Like, you know, like the bounces in this, in this series have been like insane. So it's just, you know, like stop trying to overcomplicate, like don't make it hard on your, like just get the puck, shoot it on net, take away uh, Carey Price's eyes. If you can get a guy or two in front. Um, so I just think they need to like simplify the game a little more, but in terms of the effort and um, like, I th- I'm, I'm happy with the way they played it. Obviously emotions are high, you know, like, pressure is on now it's you know it's game six like you i as a least fan i don't want to go to game seven i really don't but i have regardless of what happened like keep in mind also they played without their captain the entire series which god yeah. like thank god he's doing okay um felino's so, been out too and yeah you know, for big pickup for them and and but that being said you know nylander has really stepped up big he's played unbelievable and I goofed on Galchenyuk a little earlier saying tell him a double agent, but like he's been great, you know, the past couple of games. He's he's played phenomenal. Like game four, those those passes that he made to Nylander and Spezza to set up those goals were unbelievable. Alex Kerfoot has been insanely consistent as well. So like they've had guys step up too, which has been really nice to see. Realistically, the biggest problem with this team, and I think the only reason why this is going to six games, is because their big boys aren't going. Matthews has been inexistent. Marner's been just absolutely dreadful. Like he is always is in the playoffs for whatever reason. And I know Hyman doesn't look like he's a hundred percent either. You know, he's not like really all gung ho, you know, first, uh, first to pucks and, and, you know, so he's not playing at a hundred percent. So that top line to me, they got to get going. Um, and hopefully it happens here in game six and they can get a spark from having fans in the building. Yeah, I think, uh, well, I mean, looking at the career, so like I think, like Matthews is, I have you know what like it's crazy that in it takes like three games for like people to start saying, damn, they're on a cold, like they're on a drought, like it, that's how good they are though. Like it, and, you know, it's it's almost like a testament to how consistent they've been, and Matthews has been very clutch, very clutch. Like he scored the four three overtime last year against the Blue Jackets to force a game five. He's tied games with like thirty seconds. He's scored like he was on a pace of 65 this year which is unheard of uh like you're talking ov like the fact that you're even putting the names in the same talk is insane so uh and like we're still up three two in the series like you know and they've combined for one goal like that's that's like again another testament to they've been like the Leafs are not just Matthews and Marner, like you know. And and can you imagine if the, if Matthews and Marner decide to take over Game Six, like it's over. It's, yeah. It's really there's no there's no if or buts. Like if Matthews and Marner decide to, you know, combine for three goals and like it's over. That's it. And so, I I hope they have been cold. I I think they put in the effort. I, I like the effort. Like I see Matthews like running around and Marner. It's just, like I said, I think they just need to simplify it. Like just get the puck on it. Like, you know, like you can shoot, Matthews can shoot like backhands, like wrist shots, slap shot, one, t- like use that. Stop going for that toe drag shot on the left side. Like, you know, take the puck, shoot it. You have 
a crazy shot. Just use it. Marner, enough with this spinorama and all the, like, just, dude, 67 or 68 points through, like, 50-some games. Like, just, you know, like, stop. Like, I feel like it's, it's, it's always been an issue with Toronto's that they doubt their own ability, and it showed last night that the second they would, like, that they realized, like, damn, we can do it. It's like you saw it get to them early on. Like, they were rattled. So I just hope, like, you know, with the game five, I hope it teaches them. It's like, look, you are one game away, but at the same time, it's like, it's just, it's one game at, like, just win this game and don't think, like, one period at a time. Just be better than the halves for 20 minutes and then go in the room, talk about it, be better than the halves in the next 20 minutes and just be who be the reason like play the way you've been paid you've been paid 11 and a half million dollars it's because you can do it you weren't just handed that because your name or something like you created that name for yourself just play the way you play and i think if they do that it's i, I know it's, it's ridiculous coming from a Leafs fan that i have hope but um i really believe that the team i've watched this year like it has is different from years in the past. They they fight back. They were called dirty. The Leafs were called a dirty <laughs> team. Like when was the last time you heard Never, that? Like man. I'm talking Darcy Never. Tucker era. Like we have consistent scorers. Our goaltending besides last night. And honestly, we take away the first period. I thought Campbell played pretty well. Like you know he kept he made the, the timely saves. Um, well, curious, get your thoughts on this actually because I brought this up to uh, to my co-host yesterday. But did he like? It seemed like he's he's he got a little bit fatigued in yesterday's game. Just wasn't quite as sharp as he yeah. had as he looked in the past. And you know, fatigue was something that has been kind of an ongoing issue with him all year long. And I wonder if that was kind of it. Just really plagued him in yesterday's game, coming off a of back to back. Well, you know, it's kind of I'm gonna say it. It's it's kind of like what Steve Dangle says all the time. It's that the reason we're saying this is it's not because like three goals in a game for a goalie ain't that bad with 30 shots. It's just the Leafs have done this with their expectation. Like they, and you know, so it's like maybe at the beginning of the year, you hear a game Campbell led in three, damn, that's not bad. Like that gives us a shot. But now it's like, he's proven that he can do it. So now it's like, we expect that. So it's, you know, it was his first bad game of the series. You know, it's game five. Like the, to, to think like that was our question mark going into this series. And like, he's pulled a one goals against average through four games, you know, like I, I, I feel it's almost unfair to, to say, Oh, it's Campbell's fault. It's like, yeah, well, Campbell also saved us in game three and he got a shutout in game four. Like, come on, like cut the guy some, like, you know, so again, I'm just going to look at game five as a whole, where it's like, it looked more like the old Leafs in, in that they were sh- like, they, they played the Habs game, but I think it was a great kind of click moment where it's like, look, you guys are good. You've proven that you're good, but it goes to show the Habs are still an NHL hockey team. If you go in there thinking it's already over, it's not going to go well. So just go in there, play the same way you did when you were in Montreal in game three and four and dominate. Like it's no disrespect to the Habs. It's a testament to the Leafs that they're actually the Leafs, in my eyes, like, obviously, I'm, I'm biased, right? Like, I'm a Leafs. I, I want anything right for the Leafs. But I don't find it biased to say the Leafs have been the better team in this series. Like, they have been. Oh, if Carey sure. Price wasn't there, even last night, Carey Price kept them in there for, like, he made some crazy saves. And he's made, like, I can take five to ten saves he's taken this series and just make, like, a top ten saves of the year montage with just the series. Like, and obviously, 
it's also not it's not fair to say like you know like oh it's just a goalie well it's like Carey Price is a part of the Habs like that's what you're gonna have to go through and but to know that like our biggest issue on the other team is it's 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 just the Leafs it the Leafs are their biggest enemy in the series it's yeah, if the Leafs decide sure. to come out like I've been saying this all series if the Habs come out and play their best game the game is still not up to them if the Leafs come out and play and play their best there's it, the Leafs are going to win the game. Like the, that, that they're was no game longer one. relying. Sorry. That was game one. I thought that game one, that like exactly what you said, the, they came out, they played their absolute best. That was the best game that they could have played in game one for, for the Habs. The Leafs didn't play that well. And the Leafs made some costly mistakes, most notably the mistake uh, that led to the, the Paul Byron breakaway goal. And that was the only way that the Habs were able to get that win. Last night, you think about the, a couple of the goals that were made, they're off turnovers. The least beat themselves, right? That's so what I'm saying. You're, you're exactly right when when you say that. Um, speaking of a couple of a couple of bad turnovers, I'm going to ask you to put your coach's hat on here. Uh, heading into Game Six, any lineup changes that you'd be thinking about making? Um, I think, and it's no disrespect to the guy. Like he's a young player. He's shown some massive steps. Uh, Rasmus Sandin last game you saw the inexperience it showed it was very obvious um, you know what it, it depends it, you know like I whatever I trust Keith. I trust the management like they've compared to years past like they you know like I don't expect them to be playing like like Babcock played Marlowe 25 minutes and get like I know he's not going to do that like I trust their you know like they seem like they're like they're put together well. Like if I had to do any line changes, it would just it wouldn't even be line changes. It might it might it's more along the lines of like um, strategy change where it's like don't adjust to their game. Play yours. Like right. play the Leafs game. Stop falling into like don't lower your level to the team. You're like step it up. You know like go take over the game like you've done so many times. And I think it's just a matter of you know, rekindling, like it was a good lesson, but get your head on right, get your mindset straight. Like this is like, it's your game to lose. It's not relying on the other team or carry price or whatever it is. Like it's, it's, it's all mindset of yes, for once in your life, like it, like you guys are the better team, accept it. It's not familiar territory, get used to it, figure it out. Stop doubting yourself. Stop beating yourself. Like go on the ice and just get it done. Like, there's no dramatics. There's no hysterics. Like, get it done, period. Yeah, 100%. And uh, it sounds like you didn't want to say it, but I think we're all in agreement here that it sounds like Sandy needs to come out and Dermot probably will head back into the lineup. Um, he made a couple of costly errors, uh, you know, on one of the Armia goals, turnover, and then really got bodied out in front of the net by Kakinyemi to lead to that goal. So I, I wouldn't be shocked. He only played like six minutes yesterday. He got sat for the entire third period, I'm pretty sure. And uh, I would not be shocked if he comes out of the lineup uh, and, and Travis Dermott finds his way back in, who I thought had, had actually a really good game four. I was kind of surprised that they were so quick to, to, to pull him back out of the game, put Sandine back in it, um, and it turned out to be a pretty costly decision. Um, all right, give me one final prediction for tomorrow, and then I'll let you go, Giuseppe. I 
I think the Leafs are going to win it tomorrow, three to one. How weird! And I think feel coming out of your mouth. <laughs> no, I was I was really like I almost tried to avoid it saying it, but like it was just was pronounced in my head. I I really think first start like the Leafs have been playing for JT the whole series. You notice it like the heart that they're putting in. Um, and you know what? Like like I said. I would be a hypocrite in saying for them to not be scared of their own shadow when I'm doing the same and like <laughs> doubting, even though I know, like, it's just like, I think we're going to probably see like the best Leafs game that we've watched in a very long time. And again, no, it's not a, a, a disrespect to the Habs because they've, they're putting up a, a hell of a fight. I just think like finally like set in stone that like they go out there and, you know, I think they're going to show on Saturday that this season the Leafs are not the same team that they've been. And I think it's going to be a dogfight. I think I'm going to have many heart attacks throughout that game. I don't doubt it. But I really believe that the Leafs are going to get it done tomorrow. You live stream all the games on Twitch as you watch along, right? Why don't you tell, uh, tell the Leaf fans about that and where they can go watch it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you guys do want to come watch the games with me, I don't actually show the game on the screen. I don't uh, I don't want to get copyrighted or anything like that. But um, we're in chat together watching the games like from our own home and um, pretty much like reacting together. So if you do want to come over and watch that, you can find me on Twitch as BatLeafsFan16. I go live uh, pretty much around 7 p.m. or like as the, the time on the that the game is like, like a couple 10, 10, 15 minutes before the game starts. And we watch there together, feel the same emotions and all that, get through the game together. And just uh, at the end of the day, just and there's one reason we're all there, love of hockey, whatever happens, you know, it's good vibes. And uh, yeah, so if you want to find me, that Leafs fan 16 over on Twitch. How many Fs in the chat were in there when Galchenyuk turned that puck over? <laughs> I, I'll be honest, I didn't read. I couldn't. I was very devastated. I was almost in a state of like, uh, like paralysis or like a numb feeling inside. I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> I, I felt that yesterday. I allowed myself to feel those things. Woke up this morning, new day, tomorrow, get it done. Yeah, that's right. And uh, we'll leave it there, Giuseppe. Thank you so much for joining me once again. Um, you can check him out on TikTok at that least fan posting content each and every day, Maple Leafs content, hockey content in general. Um, it's funny. It's informative. It's good stuff. Uh, Giuseppe, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you very much for having me and go Leafs go.